Chris Hardwick. I host Talking Dead and Talking Preacher and Talking and Talking Talking and Talking Things. And you're listening to Walkers and Talkers, the only talking show I don't host. With David Brody and Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hi. Well, I'm assuming by now everyone knows the news. Chris Hardwick has been reinstated. As the host of Talking, all those shows you just mentioned. Yes, all that talking, talking. Talking, all that, yeah. So, that announcement came out uh, yesterday, which was... The 25th. 25th. Uh, Fans are happy. Yes. We are happy as fans that we like, you know, we enjoy his uh, take on the show and his personality and his humor. And there are some people that are upset. Yeah. I believe his ex-girlfriend is tweeting that she's not happy. Oh, she needs to take a step back. <laughs> yeah, here's what I'll say. Whatever happened, and we discussed this and I'll move on. You shouldn't want someone not to have a career. No. If he was a terrible human being, a terrible boyfriend, a terrible, or whatever whatever she said, we, we, we already hashed this out a few episodes ago. Uh, I don't know if you need to take the social media that you're unhappy he got his job back. Like, I don't know what you wanted. Like, you, you just want him to be shunned from the world. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever the case, there uh, a couple of celebrities have tweeted against him, but mostly people are supportive. I know a lot of people tweeted us when the news broke. Yeah. And I tweeted it out. Over I've seen mostly support. As have I. So, again, we don't date him. Nope. But as fans of him as a comic and as an entertainer and as a host and a part of the Walking Dead family, we are happy in that respect. Agreed. So, congrats to him. Uh, I don't know, and you guys can research it. You don't need to tweet us. We'll look it up. But I, at the time of this podcast... Um, I don't know if Yvette Nicole Brown is still filling in on the 12th. Uh, on yeah, that I'm not sure. Fifth. They haven't really said that yet. She was going to fill in on the 5th uh, for the preview of Fear, right? And then the, the, on the 5th and then the 12th yeah. for uh, the Fear of the Walking Dead. But I would imagine he's back for at least one of them. Okay. He might let Yvette Nicole do the pre- you know, the teaser, you know, the sneak preview um, because she committed. Let, mm-hmm. her, let her get that in, you know, get the credit for it and get the experience. So I don't know. But he's back, so there you go. Okay, so uh, a lot of news going on in the Walking Dead land. We'll get to Preacher later, of course. Um, spread the word, by the way, uh, on the podcast. We, we've talked about this before. When The Walking Dead is on television, the amount of listens for our podcast are obviously higher. Yes. Right, as it's happening. And then for Fear, a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. And for Preacher, a little bit lower. Yeah. Because not as many people watch Preacher. That's true. And we know that a lot of you have said, well, you don't need to watch Preacher. You just enjoy our interactions. <laughs> our banter. Our banter and our <laughs> chemistry, which is great. But if you have friends who like The Walking Dead and maybe don't watch Preacher and don't love us enough to listen to the podcast without Preacher, let them know that we give a lot of informative content at the beginning, regardless of what show we're talking about. About The Walking Dead. And Fear the Walking Dead and so on. So there's a lot going on. Let's, let's talk about some of that. Um... So we talked last episode. By the way, well, let's do the official. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm David Brody from Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. That's Jamie from Light FM. You should know that by now because you listen to everything in order. If this is your, <laughs> if this is your first episode, uh, it's episode number... 114. You sure about that? Yeah. Okay. Because we one... said last time it was and then we were off. Right. Okay. So it's episode 114. <laughs> yeah. So if, if you don't know who we are, that's who we are. And uh, welcome. Welcome. Thank you for listening to us. Yep. Okay, so uh, last episode, 113, we talked about how Dan Fogler from Fantastic Beasts was being added to the cast, added to the cast of The Walking Dead. I believe now he's being added as Luke. Um, I, I, they changed things from the comics. Um, Luke, in the comics, I'd like Dan Fogler to stay around a while. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay. In the comics, that may be different. So I'm hoping an actor of his caliber and the fact that he's in Fantastic Beasts, he'll stay in for oh, a while. Oh, I hope so. Right. It's not a spoiler of anything. I'm just, yeah. You know, uh, the season nine trailer was released, which was Woo. unbelievable. Oh my Five gosh. and a half minutes. It was insane. Insane. Chills. So a couple of things that are, I don't want to break down the whole thing. A lot of it mimics the comics in terms of Rick and Negan talking and Negan in the jail cell. Mm-hmm. A lot of people visit him in the jail cell. And Andrew uh, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan talked about how he gets to change his character and it's sort of a redemption period for him and mm-hmm. he sort of comes around a little... Yeah, well, you'll see the show. It'll, I'm sure it mirrors the comics a little bit. And there's a lot of fighting and there's a lot of new characters introduced. So we're going to try to touch on some of those. I'm not going to run down every scene because it's mayhem. 
It is. It, it's a lot of mayhem. There's people on horses swinging clubs and Jadis and Tara just hanging out. Like, Jadis, yeah. You're like what? Jadis is is walkie talking the helicopter. Crazy. Crazy. Um, there's a signpost that a lot of people are like, what? What's going on? What's going on? Um, there's a signpost that says HQ this way, Oceanside yep. that way, uh, Alexandria this way, Sanctuary that way, and Toledo this way. Yeah. Now, HQ, I'm assuming, because there's no hilltop, that hilltop becomes the main building. Like the headquarters. The headquarters, right. Thank you for explaining HQ. Well, there yeah. might be a couple people out there that, not, that don't know what it is. Yeah, HQ trivia does not mean headquarters, so you're right. <laughs> but in this sense, yes. Yes. So people are speculating that Toledo is referring to the Commonwealth, the massive 50,000-person community that's in the comics currently, so years from now in the TV show time frame, that Georgie mm-hmm. is most likely from. She was uh, seems to be the person who's Pamela in the comics. Okay. But the Commonwealth shouldn't be coming into the TV show for a long time. Yeah, I paused it and actually wrote it down, and I was like, Toledo. Okay, mm-hmm. now in, there's a windmill scene. There's a windmill in the comics because they're using the technology Georgie left them, building windmills and... Uh, you know, old old timey stuff, mm-hmm. horses and carriages and whatnot. Uh, they do go to Washington D.C. It looks like they break into the uh, museum, yep. and steal like a horse and that carriage. That was such a cool scene. Um, now Toledo, in the comics, the Commonwealth is in Ohio. Okay, Toledo is in Ohio, so people think that means that. Mm-hmm. What I will say, as an old school TV watcher, the classic TV show Mash, which took place in the fifties and uh, South Korea, well, during the Korean War, so Korea, um, there was a signpost, and it said uh, Burbank this way, and, uh, you know, different cities in America. Okay. It was sort of like a, it said Seoul is this way, and so it had different locations in Korea, but then they put some hometown signs like Burbank, and one of them was Toledo. What? Because Jamie Farr's character of Klinger was from Toledo, Ohio, Big fan of the Toledo Mud Hens minor league baseball team. And that was his addition to the sign was Toledo and how many miles away it was. Okay. So there's a theory that that's a homage to the classic TV show MASH. Like that the characters on the show are like, oh, put up Toledo. It reminds me of my old... Oh. Like as if they... Well, they better explain that on the show then. Right. Again, it could be either way because I've seen people going, oh, there's a new community in Toledo. Or, or they, that it's called Toledo. So it could be a many, it could be the Commonwealth, could be many different things. Yeah. Anyway, there's a windmill, and a, a the back part of the windmill in the trailer says Commonwealth on it. Okay. Now, that could have been that they got the parts from Commonwealth. They're trading with Commonwealth. Georgie dropped off more supplies, dropped off some wood. Yeah. You know, whatever. Or maybe they wrote Commonwealth on it as a tribute to Georgie leaving them the directions. Don't forget, there's a time jump of two years. Yeah. So a lot has transpired. There's new characters being added to the show because if it was The Walking Dead two years in in the apocalypse or in their, yeah, two years, they would have met people. The baby looks still really little, though, in the trailer. Well, so so it looks like the the baby should be technically a year and a half old. Yeah. Because she was like six months or seven months yeah. away from having the baby. Yeah. So, and then, the, so out of two years, seven months of it was pregnancy. The child definitely looked only about 11 months. Uh, maybe 12 pushing it. All right. So maybe it's not exactly two years. Yeah. Maybe it's a year and 10 months time jump. Yeah. Okay. So that so that's that one thing. Uh, there's characters in the comic book, Tammy and Earl and Morton, who live at Hilltop in the comics. Uh, Tammy and Earl uh, are married, and uh, apparently, according to the article um, that I read, Morton and Earl are combined into one character, and so Tammy's married to Earl, who um, may be part Morton, whatever happens to Morton or whatever he is, Okay. and they are a pain in the ass to Maggie. She's the woman in the headband in the trailer. Okay. Okay? Um, So, okay, so at the end of the trailer... It shows The Walking Dead and the, the logo, and then there's that scene after the trailer, and people are wondering what it is. It's directly out of the comics. Now, on the TV, in the, in the trailer, it's Eugene and Rosita 
sliding down a hill, yes. running for their lives. Eugene had a cane of some kind, like he maybe hurt his leg. And Eugene and Rosita slide down the hill, cover themselves in mud, and then a herd of walkers goes by. Yes. In the comics, it's two characters named Marco and Ken that we haven't met yet. Okay. Okay, so for whatever reason, they've changed it up. To Rosita and Eugene, yeah. Rosita and Eugene. They look terrified. <laughs> they do. Now, in the comic, the Whisperers make themselves known in a really bad way. Okay. And then there's the the hill scene, I believe. And I don't remember from you know which came first in the comics. But anyway, this scene may change who who meets them first. Interesting. Okay. Right? Because some of the people that meet the Whisperers first don't end up too well in the comics. Mm, maybe that's why they did a switcheroo. Right. <laughs> right. So Eugene and, and Rosita, prob- well, they probably get out of the scene. Yeah. Oh, I would assume so. But anyway, so... If you watched it once, you're like, wow, there's walkers going by on a hill. But why would they cover themselves with mud and look that terrified? They, they would just be quiet. Yeah. Right? Because even if the walkers followed them, they'd fall down the hill. They would... Exactly. Right? Okay, so listen to this. If you hadn't heard this, you're welcome. Hold on. Okay. So they're covered with mud. Scared. Okay, now wait for it. Uh, you're gonna hear it. You're gonna hear them say, Where are they? Listen. Because the whispers are in a herd of, of other walkers, and they whisper to each other, sounding like walkers. Listen. So they, they Oh my god. Eugene and Rosita hear that sound and they look more terrified. Oh because my. they don't know if walkers are talking or not. That's, yeah, because it has never happened before. That's why they're freak that's why the whispers are can walk up to people who think they're about to kill a walker. And they really sound and, and then like they walkers. pull a butcher knife on oh them. Oh my god. And, okay. So the whispers are effed up. Uh yeah. But that's confirmation that they are in they're this coming, season. Yeah. Especially since they've announced who's playing Alpha and they have not announced who's playing Beta yet. Yeah. So there you go. The Whispers. I, look, th- I looked up the Alpha. Samantha Morton, she looks right. like she could totally play that role. Yeah. There's a theory that Dwight and or Sherry may have joined the Whispers. No. Well, they're, go- they're not in the trail. No, they're not. Now, whether they show up uh, to save the day or they may they may be part of the uh, characters that die quickly. Mm-hmm. If, if 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 things follow the comics, there are some couple of people that, you know, in the course of meeting the whispers, don't uh, fare too well. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. If you read the comics, you know. Uh, the Fear the Walking Dead trailer came out for season four, part two. We just watched it a little while ago. They're sticking to that dark photography. Yeah, it's that yeah. that gray filter. Uh, looks the same. Yeah. Uh, they're adding five characters to the cast, five more uh, people uh, as their own group, much like the Walking Dead cast is adding Magma and all of her people. Yep. Uh, so Mo Collins, who you may have seen on Mad TV and Parks and Rec, long blonde hair, she's joining the cast, uh, along with in the show, her good friend Daryl Chill Mitchell, who was a comic and a hip-hop star in the 90s and early 2000s. In 2001, uh, Daryl Chill Mitchell was paralyzed from the waist down uh, following a motorcycle accident. Mm. Um, anyway, he continues to act. Uh, he does work with the Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation uh, to help minorities find their way after spinal cord injuries. And uh, it says here he will play a no-nonsense but hilarious character that's close to Mo Collins, who we just told you about. So we have a paralyzed Actor playing a paralyzed character. Yes. Which, again, it's got to be difficult to be paralyzed in the zombie apocalypse. But he survived this long. Yeah, and then in Walking Dead, they added uh, the woman who's deaf, so... They added uh, Lauren Ridloff, who plays Connie. She's actually deaf in real life and plays an actual deaf deaf character. I would imagine this would be harder, though. What we don't know is if, in the show, um, the character he plays in the wheelchair was handicapped throughout the apocalypse or maybe he got 
he got injured in the middle of it, and he's only having and to survive in a wheelchair now. for a year, maybe. Yeah. We don't know that yet. Uh, Aaron, Sta- uh, Aaron Stanford, a graduate from Rutgers University, known for his roles in Live Free or Die, The Hills Have Eyes, and X-Men, where he played Pyro. Uh, he plays an entrepreneur with a great secret who will try to integrate with the characters played by Collins and Michael, uh, Mitchell, rather, who we just told you about. Uh, Tanya Pinkins, you can look her up. She plays a mysterious villain in the second half. And Stephen Henderson, who's a big-time actor, I think he was on uh, he's on a lot of shows. You can look him up. Uh, anyway, he's joining the cast, and Luciana finds him. I think he's in a car accident, and she finds him. So there's that. Uh, Lauren Cohan was on Jimmy Kimmel. Did you see her interview on Kimmel? I know you saw her do a different I heard, interview. Yeah, I saw her a different one. So she was talking about Comic-Con with uh, Jimmy, and she said it was extra special because it's Andy's last season on the show, but then she didn't say it was her last season on the show. Uh, she kind of addressed that on Andy Cohen. Well, what she said on Andy Cohen? She kind of said that her character's door is open, that we'll see what happens. Right. She didn't confirm that she was... You know, she said, I really want to do other things and work on comedies and do more lighthearted projects. But she said, but my character's door will stay open. So, not dying. Not dying. So, maybe she pulls a Heath. Well, I have a feeling Heath is not going to be on the show again. Yeah. Alive. We've talked about that. We we talked about the Whisperers getting him, kidnapping him. Yep. Now, it's two years later, PPP. Uh, (laughs) It's two years later. Is he one of the Whisperers where he, he joined in with them? Lord knows at this point. It was so long ago. My God, I don't know. Right, so it's two years. Yeah. My theory was they killed him and then used him as a warning to other people. Mm -hmm. Just leave it at that. Okay. But it's two years later, so would they have kept him or killed him and then kept him? I don't know. Morella Uh, showed up, so so anybody could show up. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Andrew Lincoln says, uh, asked about leaving the show if if it means Rick will certainly die. The trailer looks like he got stabbed, like he's injured. He's walking like a walker with blood dripping because you see his boots. Uh, who knows? There's a scene where he's sleeping and he wakes up and there's a walker over him. Yeah, I saw that. What the hell? A lot of like teasing. That there, he... there was like 10 death teasers. Right, which is why I don't think he dies. <laughs> um, he says, well, I think Lenny James is a perfect example of leaving the show without dying and doing rather well. Mm-hmm. I just saw him five minutes ago. There's obviously that way, and then there's obviously the way which we've done quite a lot, meaning people get killed. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not going to tell you which way. I mean, I prefer the Lenny James of it all, meaning going to another show. show. But I think what we have in store this season is truly remarkable, and I'm very, very proud of what we've done. He says, there are a couple of things I'm thinking about doing, but I'm so in love with Rick Grimes and this show that I don't know if I can put him down yet. Hmm. So he keeps saying things like, I'm not done with the character. So people are wondering, well, will he be in a movie? Will they make a movie that takes place during the time jump so his character would still be alive even though he's dead in current time? Very contradictory. Right. Theoretically, he could go to Fear the Walking Dead. He could get in the helicopter. I don't think he's going to, he doesn't want, I don't think that's going to happen. He could. What what if he goes to the Commonwealth and that's the new show? What if the Commonwealth. another new show? Well, they've already talked about expanding the uh, oh universe. God. So what if he gets his own, like he goes to the Commonwealth and leads them or something? It, I mean, it, I'm I not going to... Carl's uh, dead. I'm not going to Obviously, he'll miss, no, he'll, but... he'll miss Michonne, but, you know, Carl's dead. So what if going to the Commonwealth was a way to save people? What if there was some, like, I'll, I'll give myself up. I'll sacrifice... Maybe he goes to the Whispers. Oh, my God. And says, don't kill my people. Yeah. I'll go with you. And then indefinitely, we don't. We just know he's alive. Yeah, but it's just open-ended, yeah. It's open-ended. There's people guessing maybe he goes into a coma. But if he goes into a coma, first of all, do they have the medical facilities to no. keep him alive? And no, what do you I do? don't think so. And you can't keep visiting him because if you see him, he'd be the actor. Unless you have like a mannequin that looks like him. Yeah, it, uh, I don't know how they're going to play this off. Well, Denai Guerrero said goodbye to him on Twitter. Uh, she said, I truly believe Andrew Lincoln is the best leading man on TV. He has made us all better with his leadership, dedication, heart, and generosity. I couldn't be thankful enough for the time I've gotten to work with him and learn from him. It's been an honor, sir. Uh, Norman Reedus and Andrew Lincoln had a pact to leave The Walking Dead together. I saw that. He said, he told Entertainment Weekly, we had a pact. I think it was like season three or four. We're like, if you leave, I leave, right? And that was the thing. 
Uh, ultimately, the, obviously not keeping the pact. <laughs> no. Rita says he understands why Lincoln must put the uh, show in his rearview mirror. Um, he says, look, I have a son in New York. I'm constantly bouncing back and forth all these nine years to go see him. I get it. He's got two kids, blah, 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 beautiful wife, blah, blah, blah. So it's understandable, but I'm going to miss the hell out of him. Austin Nichols, who played Spencer. Yeah. He got no guts. guts. <laughs> uh, he wrote a nice letter, which he put on Twitter. He said, uh, in my uh, humble time in Alexandria, it spanned just two years, but in that time I found a hero. Andy became the example that I have since tried to model myself after as a man, as an actor, as a friend, and hopefully someday soon as a husband and father. Anyway, mm. it goes on and on. It goes about the, the heat in Atlanta. We were all wet and slimy. He's covered in blood and zombie guts. And uh, you know what? He didn't complain, and you know he was a leader. So people on the show loved him. Well, that's nice to know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, go watch the trailer. If you guys have any questions about anything in the trailer, like, watch what was Watch it a that? few times, trust me. Watch it a few times, pause it, try to catch every scene. Uh, look for websites that break down the trailer. There are actually YouTube channels where they break down every scene in the trailer. New rock stars? New, New rock stars, New I think, stars. yeah. He breaks it down. He breaks it down for, like, 25 minutes. Yeah. It's great. He's great. Anyway, do that. Uh, it's time to talk about, uh, about Preacher. Preacher, here we go. That was aggressive. <laughs> what? You hear the way it came in? It was like, I had it up here. It, 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 oh, yeah, that's it. Jolting. Sorry. Yeah, jolting. <laughs> I think that's better. Did I mention before I'm not feeling well? I, I feel so bad. You've been sick for days. Days. since Almost a week. It's almost a week. Well, no, yeah, it's almost a week. Almost a week. I'm blurry-eyed. I have a uh. sinus infection. The whole, my whole, the, like behind my eyes hurts. Oh, oh God, I know my that ears, I just want to lay down. Yeah. So when I played that, I wasn't paying attention. And it... I was like, oh, the button's like... <laughs> Although I will tell you, blasting the theme song to Preacher into your ears... That'll wake you, you Wakes you up. <laughs> I think it may have broken up the old mucus in the yeah. ears. <laughs> now, try that at home. Just blast the theme song to Preacher yeah. in your ears. So, uh, episode five, The Coffin. What'd you think? I liked it. More weirdness. Yeah, the, uh, the Allfather, I, I think those are what my nightmares are made of. I can't, I can't. Every episode, I think. He's freaking me out. Okay, they've got all the weirdos so far. We're good. We have all the weirdos. All the weirdos. And then there's more weirdos. Uh, yeah. And we, ha- we, ha- we still haven't had, um, Assface. Next week. Back and Hitler. Next week. Next week. Right. Yeah. More weirdos. But they're not even as weird as All Father and, and Humper do this episode. Like, I needed a minute after it ended. We to just... watch a show where there's <sighs> a character who has mental problems. Yeah. Who's supposed to be the Messiah, and his name is Humperdoo. <laughs> That's the show we watch. Yeah, it is. Preacher. That's the show we talk about. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and oh, you know what? Funny story. This guy was in the news today. This guy was, I was driving into work and, uh, here we go. Hey, this is Seth Rogen, executive producer of the show Preacher on AMC. And you're listening to the Walkers and Talkers podcast with David Brody and Jamie. Yeah, there you go. Oh, hey, Seth. So he's from Vancouver. Yeah. And they have celebrity, you know, like you have celebrities in cabs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So he's now the voice of the Vancouver uh, mass transit system. <gasps> Stop. It Can was we do that here? Be in Vancouver here? No, have his voice here. Watch the gap, and it'd be Seth Rogen, oh, and then he laughs. Seth, like, yeah. <laughs> hey, you're on the DJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Morgan Freeman apparently was the voice. Okay. And then Morgan Freeman had some Me Too scandal. Oh. And some rumors of, uh... Oh, yeah. Me Yeah. He got Me Too'd. Mm. Uh, that, mm. The jury's still out there, but so they removed him, and they replaced him with uh, Seth Rogen. I kind of love that. Who is the executive producer of uh, Preacher. Preacher. <laughs> And a good friend of ours, like radio yeah. stations, radio stations do that. Like, uh, we go, oh, our friend, our, our good friend, our friend Justin Bieber, and our friend. Most radio shows, that's not true. Like, I know in ours, like Elvis is actually friends with people yeah. on the show, and it's we're, actually friendly. true on your show. We have them on every year, twice a year, yeah. and they, they give us their phone numbers, some of them, and we're friendly with them. Yeah. But I listen to shows in certain parts of the country, you know, on the iHeartRadio app, and I'll listen in occasionally, and I'll hear them go. Oh, yeah, our friend Logic. I'm like, you don't know Logic. Logic <laughs> this is the first time you met. You haven't even met. You did a phone interview with him. I'm like, don't pretend. <laughs> but we met Seth Rogen. He was very kind. Yes, and he did he the was. ID first. 
But it wasn't, we didn't have him on the show. But Ian Coletti's actually a friend. Ours face. Yes. Actually a he'll friend. He'll tweet us back. He'll write us. He'll email you. Right. Sebastian Sazi, uh, actually my pal Sebastian. He's my MIPS too now. He's your MIPS now. He said it would be my He's MIPS. actual friends. Yeah, actual MIPS. Actual Oh, Fear the Walking Dead. I got to say, I know we talked about the trailer already. I watched the trailer again. It looks so good. Oh, I know. I can't wait. With the new characters and just Morgan. In two weeks already it's back. That's crazy. The more I think about it, I love Morgan that he that he moved over. Really? Yeah, I, I just love his. I just love Morgan. I just love Morgan. <laughs> That's the bottom. I just up. love Morgan, no matter where he right, is. I know we 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 played the theme song. Let's try one more yeah, time. Okay, we'll try this. We guys have our preacher. <laughs> All right, okay. So the episode starts. Uh, Tulip walks into Grandma's room where she's sleeping, and I thought like she's not gonna kill her because we've already seen scenes, but it looked like she was thinking about killing Grandma. Oh, she was thinking about killing Gma. And she doesn't, Mama Marie. Yeah. I'm thinking about doing her last name. I'm like, oh, oh, right. Oh, here it comes. Oh, no it's going to happen. Oh, I'm it's right. There's a couple of people like, oh, we're going to make it a drinking game every time. Yeah. I'm not going to do it here. So she goes to Jesse. She's like, listen, we should maybe kill your grandma and uh, break the spell. Because Madam Boyd told her, hey, the only way to break the spell is to kill the person who made the spell. Kill grandma and you save Jesse and right. yourself. Um, Jody and TC find out Cassidy escaped uh, when they find the skin mask he wore. Yep. Uh, under the under Tulip's car. Like, that seems weird to me. Why did the skin suit? I thought he she dropped him off at a bus and he took it off. Why was it under her car? Did it stick on the wheel? That's like, what I'm thinking. Like, how did it kind of get? I, there? I don't normally call bullshit on preacher, but I'm calling court a bullshit. I did too. I'm like, wait, how did it get there? Yeah. Uh, anyway, They're pissed. Yeah. So, uh, Jody, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jesse and, and uh, Tulip are in the room, right, talking, and they hear Jody and TC coming up the steps. Yep. So Jesse says to Tulip, "Are you ready for a fist fight?" Because she it. realizes. They're going to realize that Cassidy escaped. And they helped. And they helped, right. <laughs> so they get ready to fight by the door. And then these, they behind them, a little trap door in the ceiling opens. This was so creepy. Did you ever see uh, Halloween H2O when Michael Myers lowers himself down in the hallway really slowly? No, I did yes, not. Yes, it reminded me just of that. And at first I thought it was Cassidy right. coming in. And then I'm like, holy shit, it's DC. Right, so he gets in <laughs> behind them. Jody kicks the door down. The four of them start fighting. Uh, but this was a very funny scene. Tulip, this, uh, the music. Tulip fights into the, fights her way into the bathroom with TC, who tries to put the toilet brush in her mouth. Yeah, oh, ugh. which is gross. She squirts hair remover. Was it hair remover? Yeah, hair remover in his eye, like nair. And he's like, ah! That would burn. Yeah, but it didn't burn. And then he was like, oh, what is that? He thought it was gonna burn, but it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so then he creates a flamethrower using a hair dryer and toilet paper. He puts toilet impressed. paper around the opening of the hair dryer. He puts some fluid, like it a, was nail polish remover. Nail polish remover. Lights it and makes a flamethrower. Like, Damn! So then she grabs a toothbrush and what was like an eyelash puller? An eyelash, uh, an eyelash curler. A curler. <laughs> I call. I'm a guy, so I was I, like, I know. An a eyelash puller thingy <laughs> thing. And she's like holding it like she's gonna fight him with it. And he looks at her like, I don't understand how it's gonna work. I got a flamethrower yeah, here. And how's and that gonna you work? Have a toothbrush. So then she kicks him in the face, which is really, <laughs> you know, I just thought that was funny. Um, so she runs outside, grabs her gun off the floor. And she pulls it on Jody, who was carrying, he was she was carrying Jesse over, he was carrying Jesse over uh, his shoulder. Yeah. So he drops Jesse on the floor. She's like, drop him. But then he starts choking. The and blood like, compact napkin. Right. Because grandma's twisting the compact. Oh, man. So Tula pulls the gun at grandma. L'Angele! <laughs> then TC pulls a shotgun on her. Oh. And of course, that's they they win, and Jesse gets thrown in the under underwater coffin. Yep. And all that happens before the credit. That was a lot. A lot. All right. So now we were back from the commercial. We're, we're at the we're uh, looking at the Grail members. Humperdoo is trying to talk to uh, a woman dressed as the Queen. They're trying to train him in social settings. How to behave. <laughs> so he tells tells them they tell him to kiss the ring of the Queen, and he goes to kiss her Ew, finger, and he sucks gr- he sucks Ugh. on her whole finger. So Hestar gets a call from the All Father. It's like the All Father's on the phone. We're like, ooh, who's the All Father? Like, must be a really important, uh, powerful the person. The All Father is what nightmares are made of. So he's like some dude in a fat suit. I mean, it's a, a big fat guy. He's uh, a priest, I guess. Food all over his face. It looked like he had puked on himself. Yeah, he says, uh, my stomach staples popped out, so I beheaded my gastroenterologist because oh he's all fat Ugh. and and he's crazy. So that's just let you know he's crazy. Uh, yeah, he's crazy. 
So he asks Hair Star if he knows Jesse Custer, and Star says, uh, oh, yeah, he's a fake. He's a loser. Don't worry about him. Yeah. So he's lying to the All-Father. Uh, yeah, big time. And the All-Father says, no truth to the rumor. He has the voice of God. And he's like, oh, no. Star's no. like, no, no, no. No. The guy's, if he's the all-father and he's like... Wouldn't he know that he, your think, hair star was lying? You'd think. You'd think he would know. Maybe he does know. He doesn't let on. Or maybe he doesn't know because he's shoving his face with food. With ribs. So he says, how long before Humperdoo is ready to take his role as the Messiah? And hair star's like, I don't know, maybe another year. Or five. So the all-father says, the world needs him now. Show me what he's learned. So star says, he's learned one thing, but I don't see how it's relevant. And they show him he's tap dancing. Soft shoe. Soft shoe. <laughs> I so, did not see that coming. Did not see that coming. So they think the all, so he's like the all father's gonna kill me. I'm dead. Yeah, dead. So they cut to the all father on the iPad, and he's he's laughing his ass off. He's like, bravo. Yes, that's fantastic. Yeah. So that's the one thing the messiah, the possible messiah can do. He can tap Bizarre. dance. Bizarre. Uh, cut back to the house. Tulip is chained up in the house uh, where the fight was. Uh, the evil three: TC, Jody, and Grandma. Yeah. Uh, are asking about Cassidy, and she's like, I'm, I'm not going to tell you about Cassidy. And so Marie says, I saved your life. Every moment the rest of your life is owed to me. Every breath, every screw, every shit is because of me. <laughs> I know. She's sort of like an old lady Negan. Yeah. Yeah, she is, yeah. Yeah, like, she, like she'd shut that shit down. I think she would. <laughs> she did. I think she would. Anyway, Tulip says, Cassidy's my friend. And she says, Cassidy was bait. He was food. Uh... And then Tulip says, why hasn't Jesse killed you already? And she says, Jesse's family. He's smart. So Tulip says, well, I'm not family. When I'm done with you, you'll see how stupid I can be. Man, she had a lot of talk for being chained up. She, she's clearly the toughest woman on television. Uh, I know we, true. I know we talked about badass Madison and no, badass Michonne. Badass. She's the most bad. Imagine her on The Walking Dead. Oh, my God. She just awesome. punched zombies in the face. I would love it. So Marie says, so much life, so much spark. But not for long. It's like the Wicked Witch of the of the South. <laughs> so she leaves, and Jody stays in the room to watch her. Cut back to the old father. He thinks Humperdoo is brilliant. Let's release him on the world now. And so Hairstar says, so we show the world this feral half-wit is our messiah? Like, is that really the way to go? Yeah. And he says, yes. Something tells me the second coming will be better than the first. I don't think Humperdoo is quite up to Jesus' level. Uh, at this point. no. So then Hairstar says, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. But ironically. After he hung up. Uh, Lara says, now this was my favorite scene in the show. This is classic airplane humor. Not the TV, not the airplane, but the movie airplane. I, I, I don't know if you caught it. So Lara says, they need to get Custer back. And I have, she goes, and I have an interesting idea. And so the music gets dramatic and the camera zoomed in like they're going to go to commercial. And then it stops. And she's not saying anything. So they go, what's the idea? <laughs> so it was made to look like it was a, like a cliffhanger. Yeah. It was like, I have an idea. And she just stood there like, go to commercial. It was just one of those moments. Yeah. <laughs> just one of those moments. She says, we have to get Cassidy. That's his weak spot. Yeah. So uh, we cut to Cassidy, and he's buying some kind of painkiller drugs from some Pretty dude. like uh, horse tranquilizer pills. Elephant tranquilizers. Which, by the way, if I could get one of those right now. Oh. I'm so tired. I would sleep for a week. I just don't That's feel like my up. fantasy if I don't die. You drive me home, right? I could drive you home. All right, very good. <laughs> Anyway, he pulls out a dating app on his phone called Bite Me and makes a date with what he believes is a vampire. Uh, Jesse's underwater in the coffin. He, and you could see where he, he had scratched Tulip as a kid. A lot of carvings down yeah, there. He got, a lot of time He in got there. punished in the, in the underwater coffin. A lot. Which uh, we later find out has two holes in it. One pumping air in and one pumping air out. Yeah. So, well, or, which like, they never showed before. Yeah, so like how would he breathe under there? So they yeah. pump air in and I guess they pump the old air, the carbon uh, dioxide out. Yeah. Uh, so he starts, he hears, he hears a voice. I guess this is what got him through being in the water all that time. It's an old friend, and he hears a train sound effect. He starts hallucinating in black and white that he's in, a, he's in an old Western movie with John Wayne. Yep. The old actor. They shoot a bunch of bandits, and it's like a, that's his life at the moment. Uh, Cassidy's on a date with a vampire in a restaurant. Uh, she says, how long have you been a vampire? He says, 89 years. Uh, and she says, well, I've been one for almost 200 years. And they talk about how it's, oh, it's so difficult being an outsider. and She's like, I understand. It's so lonely. I thought, oh, my gosh, she's really going to make a love con- connection. Right. And she's pretty. Yeah. Now, I'm going to reference something. I'm going to reference that conversation in a minute. So the next thing is they cut to the bathroom, and they're going at it hard. Hard. And she says, hold on. Now, he's like, 
she's up on a ledge and he's ready to take her. Yeah. And she says, hold on, I need to get something first. So you're like, condom, diaphragm? That's what, that's what I thought. I'm like, what a... So she takes that little case, looks like a diaphragm case or something. That's like, exactly what I thought it was. Right? Diaphragm case, yep. right? Or, or a condom case. Something. And it's fake fangs. And she puts them in and she's like, bite me. So she's like a vampire cosplayer. She's like yeah. a vampire... She's like, just bite me. And I'm like, oh, she's like, what? Did you forget yours at home? I'm like, oh, shit. So the, the thing is, so she's not a vampire. No. But she's a vampire fucker. Like, she was like, she loves the, the thing. But she thinks, she, you she know, thinks he's, she sorry. thinks, obviously, he's a cosplayer. So he as well. gets pissed and she's like, oh, did you forget your teeth? And so he's like, he goes, like, like, he turned into like, like his fangs came out, like he went vampire. Mode. It happened. And, uh, and she gets terrified. Look, look on her face. Like, holy shit! As she should. Holy shit! He is a real one. Actually. So he walks out, goes to the bar, swallows a bunch of those horse pills, and starts guzzling whiskey. And of course, Lara's there from the Grail. Of course, she's at the bar watching. Uh, how? How? This woman. How, how does she know where he is? She always. She Did must they have implant a tracker, the tracker? or something? Yeah, she she has to. I, I don't understand. She can always find Cassidy. It blows my mind. I don't understand that. So about back to the woman. So were they just per- role playing? When he said 89 years, and she's like, I've been for 200, she 200. She was role-playing, but he she, wasn't. Right. And she's like, oh, and he's like 89 years, and I've got to see wars and different things. And she was like, oh, this guy's playing along. Yeah, she just thought, oh, he's a cosplayer as well. He's right. gone with it. But for sure as hell, he that's really what he was. Yep. <laughs> uh, back at the house, the L'Angele house. L'Angele. L'Angele. Uh, Jody's doing a crossword puzzle. He says, what's a seven-letter word for observing uh, an obs- for an observing person? And T- Tulip's like, I don't know. I'm not good at words. Like, we're there, I think. Tulip tries to distract Jody to get a lockpick on the floor, but he stops her right before she does, and he tells her, you should be very worried. Uh, TC tells Grandma he has a corrosive. He says, uh, we can dump one of Tulip's feet in it. Maybe both. That'll teach her a lesson. And Grandma says, she stole from me, and I would have every right. And TC says, but Jesse would never forgive you. He loves her. And she gets mad because now TC's like telling her she can't. Yeah. And so TC says, TC says, why don't we do something just for you? Like, let's let's make yourself like make you happy. Take your mind off all this. Now she says, like what? You have to know what he meant. Yeah. So TC says I didn't want to believe what I thought he meant. So TC says, Can I play? Oh God. And then she gets an evil smile on her face. At this point, I I didn't want to know. Because uh, I thought it was like maybe like pleasuring her or something. Like, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, okay. Uh. <laughs> so, so we cut to TC dressing up like a Confederate soldier named Lester. Good God. And Grandma dressed up like a Southern Belle. And they act out a script like they've done it a million yeah, times. A lot of times. Oh, you should leave before my husband gets home. And <laughs> he's like, I can't. I can't leave you. Yeah. So, so now help me out here what you thought happened. So he's on top of her, and they're going at it, and she grabs his crotch, because he made a face, and she grabs his crotch, and his dinghy. His dingle? His dingle. And she yells at him like she's upset. She goes, get off! Get off! Now, did she grab at him, and he already finished? Couldn't figure that out. I think that he couldn't even... uh, Couldn't get it up. Couldn't raise his salute. I wasn't sure if it was he couldn't get it up, or he finished. Either I mean, way. if he finished, what the hell? Yeah, how turned on what do you have to be by that? Hell? So she gets up, she pulls her wig off, and then she's got no hair, which yeah, we've never seen before. that was scary. I think he couldn't get it up, and then she's like, get off of me. Like, she's she, embarrassed. Uh, I don't know if you'll get this reference, because I don't know your Star Wars uh, knowledge. It's limited. At the end of Jedi, when uh, Luke defeats Vader, spoiler, he defeats Vader, uh, he takes his helmet off. And he's got his head with like fuzz on it. Oh yeah, that's what it looked like. Yeah, it, yeah. I was a little shocked when that happened. So he apologizes, and she says, "Go get Tulip," because now she needs to satisfaction, and she realizes she's old and she needs to. I think that's what it was. He couldn't get it up, and then she was triggered that she felt she felt embarrassed and, and unattractive, old and right? Unattractive. So now you better get me a soul so yeah. I can be right. attractive. She's and like, get you "I'm up. gonna I'm gonna eat her soul." Yeah. And TC's like, "No, you can't." Madame L'Angèle. L'Angèle, no. And she says, go get her! That scared me. I'm like, all right, I'll go get her. I, 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 go, I, I almost went, yeah. <laughs> I almost I went. almost went, too. <laughs> so back to the Old West, John Wayne tells Jesse that he, he goes, you left Tulip alone with no help. He actually was like, you left Tulip alone with no help. Uh-huh. 
Uh, he goes, even, he goes, is that John Wayne or Sling Blade? <laughs> no, Sling Blade log. Oh, that's Blade. pretty good. Oh, that's pretty mm, good. Damn. Sling Blade. If you haven't seen Sling Blade, go see it. I haven't seen Sling Blade. I just know the voice. You have never seen no. it? <gasps> no, I like upbeat movies. So, I like oh. fun movies. Well, this is not upbeat. Right. It was very good. Well, John Wayne's kind of like this, partner. <laughs> anyway, so uh, he says, look, he says, you going to help her? He goes, you got to blow up the tracks, man. You got to blow it up. So then he goes, uh, so he's back in the coffin and he realizes, yeah, I got to blow up this coffin. So he covers the air hole with a pack of cigarettes where the air's going out. Yep. And he puts wet cigarettes in his ears to make like uh, uh, earplugs. And he makes a fuse out of a cigarette and he cuts a little hole in the wood so the water starts coming in because he wants to be underwater when there's an explosion. Ah, yeah. Right? So he puts the other cigarette, he makes a tube and he puts a tube of paper. I think he took his priest collar. Rolled the cigarette right. up in it and kind of like shoved it in that hole. Right, he made a pre- right, he made a hole, like a tube with the priest collar. Yeah, and then put a lit cigarette in. I was at first, I'm like, what is? How's this gonna work here? Yeah, and so the cigarette didn't work. It it went out, and the water's filling up. So uh, he's got to yeah. get this. Whatever he's doing, he's got to get it to work before the water fills up. Otherwise, he's gonna be dead. So he tries it again. The coffin's flooding. The cigarette gets sucked up into the oxygen back line, and blows up the pump and the coffin and everything else. That was pretty cool. Pretty cool. That was badass. Uh, TC goes to get Tulip because she was like, get her. She walks into the bedroom. He punches, Tulip punches him in the face. And you see that Jody's handcuffed to the radiator. So Tulip got over on him. But they never showed this. Well, she, I want to uh, know. Here's what happened. Because they do sort of show it. She has his pen. She used the pen, the little thing on the end, to pick her lock. She took the pen out of his pocket. Oh. And then she goes, a seven-letter word for an observing person? A witness. Yeah. And then she she had, she had handcuffed him to the uh, radiator, or I, radiator if you prefer. Radiator. So growing up in Brooklyn, Scary Jones is on the Elvis Duran Morning Show with me. We have this thing. We were the way we were we were raised in Brooklyn. Uh, a uh, a radiator is part of a car, mm-hmm. but a radiator is the thing in your house that heats the house. Oh. Even though it's not, it's the same, it's the same word spelling. But we were always taught the. The radiator is the thing in the front of your car. Put water in the radiator. And the radiator is the thing that radiates heat in your house. Yeah. I call it a radiator. I we call them both. Yeah. And I'm, I'm wrong. It's either, you could say it either way. Either like way. Caribbean or Caribbean. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm trying to remember. Which do you say, Caribbean or Caribbean? I say Caribbean. Yeah, I say Car- uh, Caribbean. Unless I'm singing with Bob Marley and then it's Caribbean. Is it Caribbean or well, Billy Ocean? No, Bob Marley. Oh, Bob Marley. Oh, I don't, yeah, I'm yeah. a Bob Marley uh, Oh, you know, like, nah, well, I'm not either, but I love his music. But, but yeah, I just just eh, take it. Yeah. yeah, not really mine. I can't stand. Do you say route or route? Um, like I'm gonna route. go drive on Route Four. Route. Thank I God. Route. When people say Route Four, I get triggered. I don't know why. Everything triggers you. Or coupon. Oh, Q. I was gonna say that. I hate coupon. I hate coupon. Don't say coupon. It's coupon. Yeah. If my daughter, oh. my oldest daughter, hears coupon like on a TV show, triggered. Uh, I have to lighten up on the trigger. Okay. Everything's triggering you today. I know. Well, coupon. Yeah, coupon. Oh, no, I can't. See, you're getting mad. No, I know. Look, I know there's people in parts of the country that say coupon. It's just C-O-U is never Q. No. It's like a chicken coop. Yeah. It's a coupon. Coupon. Coop. Yeah. It's never Q. No. In what word is C-O-U, Q? It isn't. Yeah. Just saying. I'm trying to help people. Just saying. I'm trying to help. All right. So uh, she goes to see a bald grandma. She busts into grandma's room. And Grandma says, you're making a big mistake. <laughs> I'll get your dog, Toto, too. <laughs> Tulip tells her to break the spell and nobody gets hurt. So rather than do that, she grabs a knife and she pulls a knife on Tulip. And they start wrestling. Uh, G-Ma I thought she some, was weak. That's what I thought. I thought, man, she's got some fight in her. She, was, she, was, she didn't seem weak to me. Not in that moment. They're rolling around on the ground. She puts her in a headlock and she chokes her out. And she's dead. Jesse shows up. And Tulip says, I did it. It's over. Meow. And then she pff, right to the ground. Dead. Dead. So Jesse tries to revive her. TC and Jody run in. I thought they'd be pissed. Instead, they're like, uh, Grandma ate Tulip's hair and fingernails. I remember that. To thing. bond them together so Jesse wouldn't go after her. In other words, she wanted to make it where it's my life and her life are tied together, like Voldemort. Yeah. Oh, I said his name. I'm not supposed oh. to say his name. So and I'm Harry Potter. So she's like a Horcrux, for those of you who like Harry Potter. Yeah. By the way, 20th anniversary uh, this week or month wow, of the book coming out. Oh, the, the book. First book. Okay. Which, by the way, is the Sorcerer's Stone in America. But it's the Philosopher's Stone 
different. I mean, for the not the for yeah the. I did not know that. Philosophers, uh, the British. You know how the British are. Oh, I know how they are. Anyway, so uh, he goes. You need to resuscitate Grandma, because if she comes back to life, then Tula the will come back to life. You're doing the wrong one. So then he's got to give mouth to mouth on Grandma. Ah. Ah. Uh, God. Sorry, actress that plays Gma. Yeah. Uh, Betty Buckley. Uh, so God comes over to Tulip uh, in the in the dog costume, and uh, That's so weird. He says, "Dead again, O'Hare. Pass, fail, and you are failing." It's dog, God in the dog costume. I, what else can you say about it this show? It gets weirder and weirder. Right. So they give Jesse adrenaline. He shoots it into Grandma and saves them both. They both wake up. I always wonder this. Okay, so let's say she needs the adrenaline in her heart. Do we need to feel the need to with crazy ass aggressive yes. pressure? You Why have do you have to, to do that? Why you, can't you just put it in? Why do you have to stab her to death? Okay, I'm not an expert on this, but here's what I know from what I know. All right, because I've always wondered. Because I know a thing or two about a thing or two. Okay, a thing or two. You have to get it through the chest cavity. So you got to really. In, mm, you have to give go it to in, into the lungs and into the heart. Like you, you, you got to get through everything. So you're supposed to do it with that kind yes, of. Yes, you have to get it in through the the skin and the muscle. Okay. There's muscle there. All right, that makes sense. It's not I'm like putting like, a needle in your arm. Anger? No, no, it's not like putting a needle in your arm. You have to get through all the things that are between the oh, heart. Oh, well, I'm glad I know that now. I'm, I'm here like, for why you. do they always? Uh, why are they always so aggressive with that? Do you plan on doing that? Somebody hanging out with people who need. I'm just. Uh, what if I have to one day, and I'm like, I don't want to hurt them, so I'm gonna be gentle, and then it doesn't go through the chest wall. I think Nikki Six did it to himself from Motley Crue. Ooh. I think he OD'd and he gave himself. Uh, like he knew he was about to OD, like it was happening. Yeah, and he adrenaled himself. Ooh, man. Nikki Six had a life. Jeez. Uh, Cassidy is uh, in the restaurant still, wasted on pills and liquor. Uh, Lara calls Hair Star and FJ, who clear the restaurant out. They make Cassidy record a hostage tape. The, he goes, the grail is taking me prisoner. He can barely read it. Please save me. And then he passes out and falls on the ground. Yeah. Hairstar tells him it's time. Uh, he films this. He goes, it's time, Jesse. Negotiation is over. Come and be the Messiah, or we will torture your friend. Which I don't think he cares. Cassidy's been through worse. Torture him? They really, uh, he'll survive. He always survives. And gets put back together. Yep. Okay, this was so I don't know if you have a, uh, this is on your cable system, but DirecTV will drop like three to five minute sneak peeks before a season starts or an episode. And so the preacher teaser showed up in my DirecTV. Oh, I didn't get that. Because I have a season pass. You have DirecTV? No. Okay, well, pfft, there you go. And so I got like a three minute trailer, which is probably on YouTube now. Mm-hmm. And so in the trailer, you see this scene that they showed. So I. In the show, you don't know who they are. Yeah. But because it is sneak preview, thanks sneak preview, it was spoiled for me as to who they are. Oh. So some men in black robes burst in to the restaurant and mm-hmm. beat everybody up, including Hair Star, who up until this point was indestructible. Yeah, and he got knocked out like yeah. one punch. So I already know who they are because of the sneak peek. I'll tell you that in a minute. I'll tell you who it is. Oh. So Jesse said to, uh, says Madam Boyd knew. Um, Madam Boyd knew if. Tulip killed Grandma. They would both die. So that's why she told you that. Yeah, he goes, didn't Madam Boy tell you that? She's like, yeah. yeah like, he goes, she could, knew. She knew. She knew they both died. stupid. She goes, so, so now she's on our shit list too. Yeah. So they're going to have to fight her too at some point. Yeah. TC tells, uh, says Grandma isn't, Grandma isn't doing well. Her heart's weak and she needs to eat or you both die. Oh boy. Because if she doesn't get her another soul, you know. What about when Gma dies naturally in two years? Well, obviously. Yeah. I mean... Tulip's gonna go. That's really bad. Well, that's why they gotta fix this. They better fix this. Well, they gotta keep her living forever on souls. Uh, By the way, last season, there was a whole truck full of souls. They were stealing souls left and right. Yeah, what happened to all the little soul bars? I don't, I don't know. Soul truck. Yeah, the soul truck. They should have a soul train. I wonder if that would... Soul, soul train. Soul train. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, they all jump up and start beating each other up for some reason. I guess they want to kill one of them and make the... Well, they know they need a soul, but so they're trying to think which one of the four of us. Right. But hello, just go steal somebody. Just go steal somebody. I'm not condoning that. Or call just... Amazon two days later. Yeah, have one just delivered. have a soul. One soul, yeah. please. Or if you buy $35 in qualifying products, I think, right? Or you, you get overnight. You get uh, one free? Oh, for yeah, same, day, same day shipping. Same day shipping. Cassidy wakes up, and he, uh, it's the crazy girl from the bathroom, the oh, fake vampire. <laughs> she pops her fake teeth in, and she yells, We are the children of blood. Bunch of dorks. So now you figure like they're all fake vampires. Oh my god! Uh, scenes from next for next week. Eugene is in an adoption agency, and the cowboy comes in and becomes his new foster father. Casual. Yeah, I don't what. I. And how does he sign show, up? He doesn't speak. I don't know. 
it's so crazy. Yeah. He just all he says is preacher. So I'm calling I'm calling preemptive uh bullshit. Bullshit. Okay. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh there's a flying vampire dressed like he's from the seventeen hundreds. A little ruffle collar, like a ruffle dicky. Yeah. Uh, ruffle Dicky. By the way, that's painful. Let me just tell you, you do not want Ruffle Dicky. Hashtag Ruffle Dicky. Ruffle Dicky. Uh, a, f- <laughs> a flying vampire is flying with Cassidy, and he says, "You know, you've been, you've been." He goes, "It's never been like this for me." He goes, "Well, you've been doing it wrong." Yeah. Cassidy doesn't fly. No. Uh, Jesse and someone else rob a bank. Right. Uh, there was so much happening. Unless that was the Soul Vault, right? No. TC knocks out Jesse for some reason. Grandma says to get her ready. And they chloroform tulip. I don't know if those are related. But then they tie tulip up to that soul chair. Yeah. And uh, all the lights are blinking. Jody leaves the Boyd Hotel holding a gun like he killed somebody. Someone gets thrown through a wall, and the person in the room where the person gets thrown into the, it was wearing an orange jumpsuit like it's prison. Uh, the flying vampire bites a guy on the ceremonial tarp with the, with the uh, candles. Yeah. So we know who that is. And then Jesse comes in, tells Grandma, a person ain't nothing without their soul, and then shoots at something. Maybe maybe he shot the soul jar that collected Cassidy's. There's so much happening in that sneak peek. <laughs> I can't between the premiere between the trailer uh, of The Walking Dead. Fear what's the happening Walking with Dead. Rick? What's happening with Maggie? Fear the Walking Dead looks so great. Much. And now Preacher. <sighs> deep breaths. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. <laughs> deep breaths. I thought you said deep breaths. Oh no, I said deep breaths. But then they wouldn't be right. They wouldn't be deep breaths. Uh, They'd be like deep... little concave. Concave. Oh not... yeah. It defeats the purpose. <laughs> defeats the purpose. All right. I'm not feeling well. Okay. I don't even know if I have the strength at this point. You don't have the strength? I feel like we may need to leave the shit open. Like, oh, no, we, yeah. we can't leave the shit open. Yeah. Would it be the shit, if we shut the shit down, then would it be leaving it up? We'd be leaving it open. Leaving it active. Yeah. Can we leave it active? Uh, we could. I don't think that's right. Are people going to leave? At the end of the episode, they're going to go, what do we do? I think we need to we need to shut it down. What if I said like, hold on, we'll be right back, and then we just don't ever come back, and people just sit but, there Well, waiting. we're not going to come back. Well, hopefully we will next <laughs> I week. I mean, well, next week, but. Hmm. August 12th. I'm glad that Fear the Walking Dead's coming back because I think I have a vacation end of August. I'm Let's leaving for vacation that day. What, August 12th? Yeah. August 12th is Sunday. I know. So you're not going to be back for the Fear? Uh, no. A fourth episode you won't be here for. Yeah. I figure who I want to have fill in for you now. Oh, geez, you're already thinking about it? Yeah, I got an update. You'll be four episodes out. Mm, okay. Right. Well, how do we not review the Fear of the Walking Dead? I know it. I didn't know that when I. You have to plan your life around what we I do know, here. I know. I got to plan my lady. life around this podcast. Oh, my God. Yeah, where are you going? Cape Cod. They have phones and. and I, well, I didn't say microphones there's no phones. And, well, where do you want me to go? Well, we'll talk about that. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm going to try my best. You're going to help me? I'm going to help you. It's time. What time is it? I can't. <laughs> You could do this. You I got just thought I don't have the strength. You got this. Like, imagine Negan when he was killing Glenn and Abraham. <laughs> Spoiler. Glenn and Abraham dead. Yeah. If he just got sick and he's like, I can't. I can't swing the bat. I can't. Is you, you, you guys got, got here. Him. Just got, got here. Like, I'm not feeling well. Should we just leave? I don't think we can. Yeah. I I'm going to try. All right. One, two, three. It's, it's time, time to, to shut, shut this, this shit, shit down. down. It's not convincing. I'm not. <laughs>